Jared, have you ever been to Iceland? Holy fucking shit. Yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm down. Sorry. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I did. Uh, I went to Iceland, and actually, you were there, so it's weird that you would even ask me. You don't say. It's strange that you that you'd that you'd phrase it like that. But yes, I have been to Iceland. Well, that's interesting. So tell me about this trip. I don't remember. Yeah. Why don't we explore it? Let's talk about it a little bit. What did we say? I don't. It's been. <laughs> We probably should just not say it. Yeah, let's just not. Just say what you feel. New and improved. Welcome to the Scorched Water Podcast. You've got refreshing like a slice of pickled reindeer, Michael. Yeah, uh, and I'm here too. And my name's Jared. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed it is, my friend. Indeed it is. Welcome. It's been a little while because I think that we, we went on this trip to Iceland and we drove around the entire country. And I don't know about you, but by the time I was done, I didn't feel like doing a podcast or anything or anything for like two months. It was it was a very exhausting uh, adventure and uh, and I needed some time to kind of decompress and, and get back into my my day to day. A little bit of time for personal stuff, some reflection. Yeah, to just think about the decisions that I made that led me to this uh, moment. So deeply traumatized by your trip, I can tell. I guess, so, uh, you and I have kind of talked about this separately, but I want to talk about it in a, in a more formal setting here. And, and it's actually been a little while since we discussed it last. So, when you go on a trip and you come back, all anybody wants to talk about is your trip. Mm-hmm. And if you have anything to say that is less than, like, it was the best thing that ever happened to me ever, everyone just kind of takes that as, like, oh, he hated his trip. And I don't think that's how either of us feel. Uh, right i don't know with with some reflection and some time between you do you think you hated it (laughs) you know my my spirit was not awakened by the voyage and so that's that's the big thing is like up until that point where we went everybody who i'd talked to has been like it's life-changing right like you're gonna you're gonna see some shit that you're not gonna believe uh and from a food front um, my expectations were were set in a really different, you know, kind of format than than what we actually kind of found when we got there, and we'll we'll get to that in a second. But I just want to talk about like the overall vibe of the trip, and again, like this phenomenon that I keep running into, where I I kind of came back with like a list of complaints, like <laughs> like you know, just just things that um, I, I think the, the simplest version to start, like it's basically there's there's three things or maybe even just two things, two criticisms that I have for Iceland. One is, and this is supposedly true of, of most Scandinavian countries, the people there just aren't super interested in you. I, I would say even more so than that, they're just, they didn't come across as very friendly. I want to say, just because I'm there does not mean you need to be friendly to me or really show me any more common courtesy than just whatever the basic level of expectations. But let me ask you this, Jared. Do the people of Iceland like soccer? I have no idea. I wouldn't know either. I have no I, clue. I certainly didn't talk to one long enough to find out. That's that's the real thing is, like I said, like it just seemed like nobody could really... Uh, and, and actually, um, I think you might have answered the question. I was thinking about it. I don't remember ever telling anybody where we were from. Uh, I think you might have. Did you ever like tell someone where we were from? If, they, if I did, it was only because they were also not from Iceland. There was one guy the first night we were there who I think we uh, we said we were from the United States. Do you remember when I... And actually, he didn't ask, but I made a comment. He was he let you see the bottle. 
uh, yes, of, yes. of Aquavit, and I made a comment like they'd put you to death where we're from for doing that. And the guy down down the bar immediately was like, "Oh, these guys are from Utah." Like he yeah. zeroed right in on it. Uh, so clearly, they're they're very sharp, educated people. <laughs> our our reputation has reached all the way over there. They they still they they know uh, where we're at <laughs> with that kind of stuff. <laughs> But but yeah, I mean, I was uh, the the way the anecdote that I had relayed a few times is, you know, I have a, a last name that obviously it's not Icelandic, but I feel like their language is connected closely enough to Dutch that they would be able to pronounce it. And I was just I was I just thought it would be fun to see like if someone in Iceland saw my name on a piece of paper, how would they say it? And it never came up, ever. <laughs> no one asked me my name. Nobody was even uh, even a little curious. My favorite thing if I go into a brew pub is to be like what do you recommend? That's what I like to do. And in, in, in the States, people are very keen to be like, oh my God, what do you Have like? Have you had beer? Do you like hops? Do you like citrus? What are you into? What, what do you feel? You know, I really like this. Like, they just can't wait to, to talk about it. And there, everybody was just kind of like, it's beer. They're all beer. I don't know. Pick one. Like, <laughs> I've got this beer and I have that beer. Which is kind of wild because we had some really outrageous beers while we were there. I had like a strawberry pale ale in that some, one some place. Some very unusual flavors that I don't feel like I would be able to easily get here in the States. So I, like unique I, things that nobody was excited to tell us about or even really seemed to want to do anything with us. Yeah, it's a trip. The guy's got like a coconut ale on his on his menu and he's sitting there being like, ah, they're all pretty much the same. <laughs> like, really? It doesn't feel that way. It actually feels like they're they're really pretty different. But what was that one you had the first day we were there? Like a lavender hibiscus lemongrass? Uh, no, 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 no. It was uh, the wasabi one. Oh, yeah, that too. I had a wasabi beer from, I think, Austria uh, makes it. I, I think, believe so. I think yeah, that's yeah. There are a lot of actually uh, breweries on the island. Decent um, selection of them. Yeah. yeah, pretty good number of them. And we went we went to quite a few of them. I wrote down our favorite one. They all hated us. Well, I, the, the, no, I think the, I think the Beljandi guys were pretty yes, nice yes, they were they were really swell and i probably didn't say that right so if you're going to iceland and you're going to be in the east fjords which this is like really far out of the way so you if you're not traveling the ring you probably won't ever see this place but it's uh b-e-l-j-a-n-d-i and i think the guys it's in a town you would probably never stop in yeah oh i I've, yeah, town is being very generous uh it's in a collection of houses <laughs> and uh it's in a very very remote part of the country and hopefully you're staying nearby because if you want to have a couple drinks you're you we drove like 45 <laughs> minutes to get there so we had a we had to take it pretty easy uh to to make it back to our hotel successfully along some very steep cliffs no i was gonna say yeah you're also driving along some some pretty treacherous looking places where you know, here in the states, if you if you drive intoxicated, I mean, you could do some real damage for you sure. You just gotta get home. But but there, I mean, you could tumble off a cliff into the sea <laughs> and and probably just never be seen again. Like I don't even know if anybody'd notice. They'd be like, oh. Eh, well. Nobody took our names down. They wouldn't know we're yeah, missing. Yeah, no, no one. No, <laughs> I don't think anybody except like the first customs agent I saw. I don't think anybody else knew I was in that country. Like there was no record. <laughs> Uh, if I got killed while I was there, uh, you actually joked about, I, I got out of the car at one point and when I got back in, you were like, I really wanted to drive away <laughs> just now. And the thing is, is you could have, and I would have been very helpless. <laughs> if you were, if you're, if you were still alive at this point, you would still be trying to get back. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So again, I'd like to take a step back and say, obviously, even if I'm there to buy the most expensive thing in the country, 
nobody has to show me any you know anything more than just basic courtesy it does bum me out that i feel like i didn't learn anything about the people i have no idea what they like i have no idea what they think and i've compared this especially to going to japan where People are very excited to find, like, what do you think about the country? They're happy to know you're you're enjoying yourselves. I, I got that vibe a lot in Japan. Right. That, like, you know, and again, I had, for, for my time there, I had a huge language rift where, um, you know, they didn't, uh, they weren't able to communicate with me pretty much at all. Uh, and even so, I felt like people were just so gracious and, and happy that I was there. And it's just, that's just not the vibe that, that this place put off. Mm-hmm. Um and actually, I said multiple times the last day we were there, and we'll talk about this more in, in, in our video, the, the last, uh, or maybe the day before the last day, uh, we went and saw that, that bread get baked in the, in the geothermal bakery. Like they dig a hole in the ground and they bury a pot of bread. And I said multiple times, I was like, if that person's not happy, like, fuck this country. Like, <laughs> that's got to be like the job where you're like, I dig a hole and I bake bread in the hole. And I just, I couldn't help but think that like that person would have to be like psyched. They'd have to be like, follow me. Oh my God, I'm going to take you out to a hole that we're going to dig and there's bread inside it. I'm going to cook food in a volcano and you fuckers are going to eat it. You're going to love it. I thought, I thought that that person of all the people would be like upbeat. I, I, we, we, at this point, it's been nine days and I haven't met anybody who seems to be happy about what they're doing. Nine days, we talked to four people. Uh, period. And um, and we get there, and sure enough, it's like a person who just seems like they want to die. <laughs> they're just like, yeah, I wish I wasn't here. I this wish I had. This is the volcano. This uh, is where the bread is. Are there any questions? And a lot of them weren't local. Like like she wasn't. I remember her oh, telling me right, she yeah. she had moved from somewhere else. So I don't you know I don't even know what her excuse is. Like is it just a dour place that puts you in a bad mood or or what? <laughs> Uh, and, and then it's funny, like we have this experience and then the last night that we're in Reykjavik, we meet like just we, we go to bar after bar and we meet like the nicest people that so I think we met the whole trip. Maybe maybe tell them a little bit about the first bar we ended up in. Like the the that last night, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So we uh, we go to this um, big Lebowski themed bar and I just went in it because I've I've got a coworker who's a big big Lebowski fan and I knew he'd get a kick out of it and so I thought well, I'll take a couple pictures but like that turned out to be like the friendliest people so there Jared and I are staring just at our beers trying not to make eye can- on contact trying not to offend anybody by being there right we've learned at this point this is the end of the trip so we've learned like don't talk to anyone don't look at anybody like just mind your own business and the bartender he comes up and he's like hey how do you like the beer yeah and we're like, ah, don't hit us. And then not only that, not only did he ask us what we thought of it, but then he's like, I got an idea for another one. <laughs> he's like, I got, uh, I got, I know what you should try next. What other kind of beers do you like? And then at this point, we like somehow slipped into some kind of inner circle because he tells us, he's like, this is where you got to go next. And he recommends like a competitor's bar. He's like, you got to go to these guys bar too. And we go there and the girl there was actually really nice. And uh, she even... Um, she was excited to tell us about the beer she had. Well, and actually, she did something that I thought was really cool, which is I asked her for a recommendation, and she I, I told her a little bit about what I liked, and then she uh, took a glass, and she filled it half and half with two different beers. Oh, that's right, yeah. And it was actually really good. Like, she was dead on. She 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 knew what to do. Um, and that's just... All of that behavior is something that I didn't see the entire rest of the trip. Nobody, uh, nobody was ever... There was only one person... <laughs> who I think was just like straight up rude to us. 
Um, nobody was ever rude. If this isn't a criticism in the sense of the, that I'm saying like, you know, fuck these people or anything like that. I don't mean, right, right. I'm not saying that at all. And that's the problem. That's the problem is we, we have this like time right now where you just can't have a measured response to something. It's either I loved it or I hated it. It was a 10 or it was a one. And people don't get that like things can be in between there. Right. If you're just in general, and again, we'll we'll get into the food more specifically here. In in general, if you were like, I think I want to go to Iceland, what I would say to you is make sure that you are good and active. Uh, if you're in a rascal scooter, you're going to have a bad time in Iceland for sure. Plan on being uh, cold pretty much all the time. We were there during the warmest month of the year. And uh, it's not the temperature that gets you. It's the wind that gets you. And... You really won't understand this until you're there. It is windy everywhere. Everywhere you go, the wind is forcing its way down your throat. Like you can't open your mouth outside without getting a gust of wind in it. Uh, I've never really experienced something like it before. Everywhere, everywhere is windy. In fact, it's a gusty country. I was just showing you. I have a bunch of footage because I'm putting together a small video of the trip. And if I play the natural audio in any clip, it doesn't matter which clip, it is just like bl- the microphone is completely blown out by wind. <sighs> Nobody, uh, I mean, it's a good thing we didn't try to record like a dialogue or sentence or anything like that. You never would have heard it. it it's impossible. It's, it's literally just a, a, a sheer blast in every single clip. But again, I, had, I still had a good time. I, I'm, glad, yeah. I'm glad that I did it and I would probably never go back. Uh, and it's not really because uh, it's not because I disliked it. It's just because I don't feel like there's anything there that I need to see twice. Like, we were there for what eight days, and that was enough. It was enough to circumnavigate the entire country. And you know, you had remarked a couple times that like, yeah, they got some waterfalls. I've seen waterfalls. We, 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 we've we've got some waterfalls too. I've seen glaciers. Uh, and in fact, some some of our waterfalls don't tell anybody, but they're a little better than theirs. Yeah. Um, I think what's kind of trippy there is because of the size of the the country, it is it is kind of a trip to see how fast like like biomes can change. And one second you're in a desert, and the next second you're in like you're never really in like a lush forest, but you definitely you have some pretty major mm-hmm. scenery changes and some very unique structures because of the volcanic activity there. Uh, there are definitely some things that you can't see anywhere else in the country. But there are also a lot of times where I looked out my window and I was like, this looks like the drive to Colorado. Like, yeah, it, it's it's not it's very overhyped right now as being like an enchanted wonderland where there's nothing else like it in the world. And I don't really think that that's entirely true. I think there are a some, lot of it looks like the rural Northwest. Yeah, I think there are some things that you can see there that uh, and actually funny enough, one of my coworkers was in Alaska while we were there. And uh, we were just kind of comparing pictures uh, during during one another's trips. And I was thinking like, man, they're pretty much seeing what we're seeing. (laughs) And they paid a lot less money and traveled a lot less distance. And I'll bet the people in Alaska are like, oh, fuck, you're here. I'm so happy. (laughs) What can I get you? (laughs) Let me sell you a $12 burger. (laughs) Or maybe they're not. Maybe they're maybe they have the same problem there. Maybe it's a geographic thing. And like living that far north just makes you that way. I, I don't know. I don't know what causes it. Um. So not to not to throw shade, but the people that I talked to before we went really set my expectations as being like, there's nowhere to eat there. And when you do find something to eat, it's not going to be good. Uh, so just plan on buying all your food in the gas station 
and uh, that's going to be how it is. And we kind of did some Googling beforehand, and I think both of us came to the conclusion that it didn't have to be like that mm-hmm. uh, if we didn't want it to be like that. That's a reasonable way to travel the country. And I will say the one, so the, the, the one stereotype that was given to me that was true is everything there is very expensive very expensive food especially but gas is also a pretty noticeable uh if you're planning on driving around the ring road like we spent easily 500 dollars in gas yeah i think that's about right like very easily uh it's, it's about what what did we decide nine bucks a gallon something like that yeah something along those lines and i mean it's a smaller car you get better mileage but it's still it you're you're making an investment if you're going to be traveling in that way so food is expensive uh i think on average uh, uh an average price for a meal in a in a sit-down restaurant was probably around 18 dollars. would you say i'd say it was more than that maybe a little higher like a bowl of soup was about 20 dollars. so a you, plate ran somewhere between like 20 to 30 dollars. yeah i guess depending on where you went that's true and you know e- even then uh we we did have some pretty some pretty decent food um yeah where do you want to start on on that trip? What do you want to? Well, I think we were either in Akureyri or Reykjavik the longest amount of time. So. Should we should we just do it by city? Should we just kind of sure talk about it as we go? So in uh, let's actually finish in Reykjavik uh, okay. because I think that that's probably the highlight. Uh, I would say so uh, of of the of the trip. Although uh, you know we we ate pretty well uh, in in a lot of different places. So starting starting out at the beginning of the trip. We stayed in a little town called Selfoss, and that was, I, I, I told you, I said that there were three restaurants that we went to that I thought were like exceptionally good, yep. and that was where the first one was, and I'll just say right now, we're not going to say the name of any of these uh, correctly. Uh, that one's called uh, Trigvaskali. As far as I can tell. How else could you pronounce that? I mean, again, they've probably got a way, uh, sure. but it's, it's T-R-Y-G-G-V-A-S-K-A-L-I. And it's a really, really charming restaurant. It's just like built into an old house. As far as I can tell, all the houses also look like they might have been barns at one point. So it's yeah, it's hard to determine what that history was. But inside, it was very cozily decorated. It was really cute. Yeah. Um, and we didn't have a reservation, which meant we had to wait a little bit. And like they brought us like beer while we waited. Mm. And very, very nice. I can't even remember what I got there. Um, you had the fish. That's right. I did. Yeah, I had the. Uh, it was a mushroom crusted. It was some kind of white fish. I've already forgotten. This is the challenge of, of waiting so long. What did you get? Did you get lamb there? I had lamb. Yeah, and it was fantastic. Everything. Everything that I had there was really, really nice. Um, rye bread is super popular there, mm. and it's a particular type of rye bread. It's not really what you think of here. Like I think more of like a pumpernickel, like kind of like. With the swirl of cocoa in it. Um, yeah, and, and and that bitterness. And theirs isn't like that. Theirs is like a very sweet uh, mm. kind of rye bread. It's almost like a. It's almost like that. This is such a classless comparison, but it's like that brown bread that you get at Outback. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Jared. It's like that one. <laughs> Have you ever been to Hot Dog on a Stick? <laughs> They've got the best stuff there. Um, but yeah, that's the, uh, that's the closest comparison. Um, and this place had really good bread. That bread was, I, oh, and the butter. Yeah. 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 I don't know what they whipped into that butter, but it was, uh, no, yeah, it was out there. And I remember thinking like, I can't ask for more of this, but I wanted to with every, with every fiber of my being, <laughs> I wanted to be like, bring me, bring me more of this, please. They already thought low enough of me as it, as it was. 
I'm from Texas, America. Now bring me more bread. Bring me more bread. I, I, that's all, pretty much all I eat is bread. So bring me as much of it as you have. And a steak. And, and a steak. And a steer uh, <laughs> that I can <laughs> slice my own piece off of. Yeehaw. Uh, so after that, we, uh, the next notable, there, there's kind of a forgettable day. We go to the Westman Islands. We, we saw the puffin. Uh, we didn't get to eat the puffin. We were, we were setting out for that. Sadly. And, no uh, puffin was eaten. somebody, uh, mentioned to me that the puffin was endangered and I was like, no, it's not. And I looked it up and actually it's, it's kind of borderline and it's gotten to the point where they control the hunting there for it. And so they still eat puffin, but it's just not always an option. You're you're not going to see it mm-hmm. uh, every time. So we didn't get a chance uh, to do that. We did go to one restaurant that had it on the menu, but they were they were out of it uh, at that moment. And so I think it's just something where you get lucky uh, seasonally uh, with that kind of stuff. Too bad. We did have some other unique things, and we'll circle back to it when we get get to uh, Reykjavik. From there, we go to, uh, like I said, we went to the Westman Islands. I, we had a, a meal there, but nothing that was really like all that standout. It was nice. But... I, th- I think the next really standout meal that we have is in a town called Hofen, uh, H-O-F-N. And uh, it might be Hofen. I don't know. It might, it might, it might, you might not even say the end. It might just be Hof. But there actually is a place called Hof, just H-O-F, so I'm not sure. Um, there's no way that we could know. I, it's impossible. It, it, there's, it's probably not written on the internet anywhere. But we go to this place there, and Hofen uh, or Hofen or whatever. It feels like the turnaround point. Uh, it feels like it's it's after the Glacier Lagoon, and it's basically like it's the last city where you've seen all of like the major tourist spots before you get into the really remote eastern side of the country. It's where you say, "Fuck this, I'm going home." Right. Exactly. Uh, and so we we go there to this restaurant called uh, Pacus, P-A-K-K-H-U-S. And again, might be just butchering that one too. Pacus. 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 Uh, and there we had, uh, both of us ordered a langoustine dish because it seemed to be their kind of specialty there. We could see the boat it was caught from from the yeah. table at the at the restaurant. Yeah, so. it's a very local uh, thing there. They have a big fishing presence in that village. And um, I told you, I'd, I'd never actually had a langoustine before. It's like a mini lobster, for those yeah. of you unaware. Yeah, it's basically like a small lobster. Um, but actually, I, I don't really have an affinity for lobster. Like, I don't, I don't really enjoy lobster. I really like this langoustine. Um, I don't know how different it is. It, it's probably just been a little while since I've had some lobster or maybe i could even i feel like it was a more tender sweet i mean they're they're much smaller than like a a main lobster so Mm -hmm. i can see it being a little more tender as uh, as a result but i felt like it was a you know soft but not like mushy type meat it was tender yeah it was really really good though Mm -hmm. um and i got there were two like ways you could get it cooked and i think we each got one uh so i got the one that was baked in cream and uh, yours was just like, grilled with butter. Yeah, just 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 thrown on the grill, and they were both just really really nice. For those of you who aren't aware, we are in Utah. We are about as far away from the ocean as anyone on Earth is. So getting nice shellfish like that is already a treat. But this was a really nice. Uh, it, it was fresh. It was delicious. It was really good. Uh, like nothing nothing too outrageous about the meal itself. It was you know shellfish and potatoes, but. We got a dessert there too, didn't we? Yes, the uh, the skier lava cake. Ah, oh, that was really nice. And actually, skier's worth mentioning too. Uh, that's something that is very traditional there that you see all over the place. 
uh skier is basically like a yogurt kind of substance can i can i give out you're already making a face <laughs> skier actually uh if you do a little bit of research on it it's not a yogurt it's, <gasps> it's a cheese oh and uh I told Michael that a lot, and he got tired of hearing it, but I think it's a very interesting... That's why I considered leaving him on the roadside. I think it's a very interesting fact, and uh, it would it have been worth being left in the middle of nowhere to to tell that fact multiple times? I don't know, but but it felt really important at the time, <laughs> so you know, thanks for, thanks for listening. You got it, buddy. I appreciate it. But yeah, skier is uh, is is pretty good. It's it's like I said, it's it's like a very thick yogurt. It, it's kind of like a Greek yogurt, yeah. maybe even a little thicker. It's a, probably a little thicker than a Greek yogurt. So if you feel like that's something that you're ready for, I guess import a case of the stuff. That's your that's your best bet. I have looked a couple times at importing things um, from Iceland. Oh, it doesn't happen. Yeah, I was actually mostly looking at bringing back that mustard. Like mm-hmm. I was thinking because I brought back a bottle of mustard. I'm probably the only person who loaded a bottle of mustard onto the plane <laughs> uh, to come home. And I was thinking like, man, what am I going to do when this is gone? Because I, it's nowhere here. Like you can't buy it anywhere here. I think I found a recipe. So maybe that's something we can experiment with. I'd be curious because I'm, I really, I've given it to a couple people now. Just let them like, like mainline it on a spoon and nobody has any idea what's in it. So I'd be very interested to see what, what your recipe is because you're probably sitting there thinking, like, just mustard, idiot. It's not. There's something else going on in there. Yeah, you're the idiot. Uh, yeah. So until you have it, I really don't think you can you can make a judgment call on on what it is. Um, but yeah, you you can't export anything uh, without without paying a very high cost. Like I can get the mustard, and it was like nine dollars on this website that it exports from Iceland. Shipping sixty. Yeah. So probably not uh, getting that anytime soon. And if you did do an order, you'd have to do like a colossal order uh, to to make that money back on the on the shipping or to to justify that in any reasonable way. So uh, let's see. From there, we kind of just talked about this in the East Fjords. I mean, we had a couple things. That's where we tried the pizza. I think it's the only pizza that we had. No, we had two pizzas. Oh, we ate a pizza in Reykjavik that Va- was we vaguely remember we were pretty gone by the time we had that pizza so i'm not sure that i can relay a lot about it but that was actually you it know was- what that was a time where we uh we went to the place and uh they had the option of just letting the chef make it like y- you don't order anything it's just it's like chef's choice or whatever i thought we asked what he recommended and he pointed to something at a menu no, no, no. I think it was actually on the menu. I think it was like chef's choice. And I think hmm. we said like, bring us this. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. You could very well be right. I cannot be held as the, the source of truth on this one. I, well, I mean, I guess up until a second ago, I was going to say we only had one pizza. <laughs> so maybe, maybe I can't be too official on it. But anyway, we, we a couple times in the East Fjords and really none of the places that we go so going back to travel, I'd actually say the East Fjords I found more enjoyable than the uh, the western half of the country. But dining wise, yeah, our options became quite a bit slimmer. So the crowds die out once you get past Hofen, and uh, that's really nice. I don't know how you pronounce Mivaten again. It cannot be pronounced Mivaten, but there's an area. Uh, that is in the northeastern part of the country. It's easily the most difficult part to get to. And if you reach it, 
you may as well just drive around the whole thing. <laughs> like you, you got to a, you, you, it's basically, it's exactly, not exactly, but it's almost exactly the halfway point between Reykjavik and just the other side of Iceland. Um, but we drove through it and we actually probably made the fewest stops there because it was just kind of a tight day and we had already done like a very long hike. And so we just kind of drove right through it. I will say, if I ever went back to this country, this is where I'd want to spend most of my time. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a really, really neat looking area. Uh, and it's really lush and green and uh, just just super unique and, and also very volcanically active. There's a few like geothermal power plants there that we drove by that are like crazy. They're just spitting up like these huge plumes of smoke and the area is bonkers. So I'd, I'd back you up. I think that part of the country was easily my favorite, mm-hmm. um, even if it's also where we ate the least amount of tasty food. It's not the worst part. We'll get to the worst part <laughs> in a little bit. Uh, so from there, we get to Akureyri. I would say overall, Akureyri was probably my favorite part of the trip, even though it had less stuff to see than Reykjavik and less food to eat. But the overall feeling of the town, I think I found the most charming. I really liked the town, and I liked, yeah. walk- I liked walking around the town and mm-hmm. just kind of wandering there's there's actually a pretty good amount of options there to to dine on and i think we just i don't know do you feel like you had good meals because i feel like we struck out pretty much each night Uh, i mean we did okay i wanted to try sushi while we're there um not because i thought that they would do like an amazing job with sushi but just because i knew they had really good access to fresh seafood Mm -hmm. and it's not the restaurant's fault we we walked in like right after a group of 50 people and um we waited for just like hours i think we were in that restaurant like at least two and a half maybe maybe even pushing into three hours before Perhaps. before we like were able to eat and, and to get eat one out. plate of sushi an appetizer they forgot to serve until we asked for it and two beers yeah it it just wasn't it, it wasn't good and i think in fact that's the night where we left and we instead ate well not instead because we did eat the sushi <laughs> but uh we wound up like sauntering over to the hot dog cart now one of the highlights of this trip has to be the hot dogs May as well talk about it now because Akureyri has some pretty nice ones. Uh, so, yeah, if you're in Iceland, you got to get a hot dog. And it sounds so stupid, um, but they really, uh, the the actual links have, um, I, I think the lamb is really what makes it. Mm. It's it's a standard mixed like, like beef pork uh, hot dog, but they grind up a little bit of lamb in it and it they still grind it super fine, so it doesn't come out like a sausage or a bratwurst or something like that. Like it has that texture that you're used to from like a gross American hot dog. But man, it, it's just it's got this like kind of gaminess to it that is just perfect. It is so so good. And the traditional way that you do it is you get a bun, nothing special, just a bun, and then you do dried onions or or actually they're fried, fried not dried, onion, uh, fried onions. So like I, I always compare them to like the French's fried onions, but uh, fried onions and then fresh onions so fresh chopped purple onions and then the hot dog and uh, then they put a line of the mustard on it and it's it's a special mustard that is just like I said it's it's kind of beyond description I don't have a good reference point for for what it is kind of nutty and they have a uh, they have a, a mayonnaise that they put on it but they call it remoulade and it's the same deal where like I don't actually know it's that not one, that one could almost very well be mayonnaise. It's not remoulade, it, like in the in the word that that we think of. Um, they call it that, but that's not what it is. But uh, yeah, they put that on, and then is there anything else? Ketchup. Yeah, some of them did have ketchup. Yeah, yeah. yeah some of them did have ketchup. That thing's a fucking home run. It 
Everyone we had was great. It's so good. And so here's here's how our night plays out. We go to the sushi place. We eat the sushi. Eh, we get out of there. Yeah. We go and we get some beers. And we, we I think we go to two places. We hit up two bars and get beers. And then we're, we're like, all right, we're recharged enough. It's hot dog time. And we go out and we get to a stand. And it's like, what, like eight at nine o'clock at night? Something like that. I mean, it's Pretty dark. Late. It's yeah. dark at this point. And the lady, is, the lady is like just opening her hot dog stand. Mm. Like she's just getting started. She's not even ready to serve us hot dogs. And this is like an example of how friendly the people of Iceland are. We have a little conversation with her while we're waiting for the hot dog. And what did you say? Like she made a comment about how like you, you're like, oh, Akureyri is nice. And she's like, I hate it here. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> like Something like that. She yes. basically just like, oh, no, fuck this place. And Oh, OK. It's going to be like that. Um, but she gives us our hot dogs. We eat our hot dogs. And then we deliberately walked around the block because our goal was to not let her see that we were also immediately going to walk to the other hot dog stand in Akureyri and also get a hot dog there. But that was basically exactly what we did. We literally ate her hot dog and then immediately went to the other guy across the street and got his hot dog. Um, I don't remember that hot dog other than I, than I enjoyed it a lot. Whatever it, it was. In Akureyri, the unique thing they do is they put a they put a big mountain of red cabbage, uh, shredded red cabbage on the hot dog. And I didn't try that one. So I, I think that's what I had. I, yeah, that is what you got. That's okay. why. I, well, at least. Well, I liked it. At least one of us knows. <laughs> uh, I got one with potato salad on it. And They're like pretty dope. And it's literally like it's just a hot dog. And then he like pulls out a container of potato salad and scoops a bunch of it on. <laughs> and um, y- you know what? No joke. Uh I came home, I brought the mustard, I bought a pack of hot dogs, I made a few with the mustard, and there was one night where I had some potato salad left over from a barbecue that we did, and I was like, well, I could do this, and I put it on the hot dog, it, it just wasn't the same. It's kind of like, you know this phenomenon where if someone makes you a sandwich, it's always better than if you made it? It's, I think it's like that. Like that guy assembled that hot dog, and so I just for can't. you. Yeah, he did it for me. He blew a little kiss on it. He was like, mm. and then he and then he gave it to me. And um, yeah, it's just it. There's there's no comparison. There's there's nothing that you can do that's even close. Uh, let's see. I don't even remember what we ate the second night in Akureyri. That was the hamburger factory. Oh yeah, that was a good burger. It was all right. It wasn't anything special. I guess actually. Uh, so Akureyri is kind of an interesting place. It's the only bay, maybe it's not the only one, but it's one of the bays. It's one of a very small number of bays in Iceland that never freezes over, like ever, which is weird because it's in like the northernmost. It, you would think it's the one that's always frozen, but whatever. I don't fucking get that country. Uh, it never freezes for some reason. Yeah, clearly. And so during World War II, it was like a very important station for people uh, because you could you could basically use it as a giant shipyard. Um and so that city was occupied by Americans for a very long time. And you had commented that, like we kept seeing burgers while we were there everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it, it felt like a burger was like a big deal in, in Iceland. It's kind of charming that it seems to be something special to them. And it sounds like that's where it hails from is during the American occupation. like, And I believe the hot dogs will. Yeah, we, we were kind of like, hey, man burgers. And they're like, oh, burgers. We've just been eating this rotten shark. But I guess burgers are okay too. Sounds all right. And so you know, we saw a lot of them, and we we did go to one place and and got a pretty pretty decent one. Uh, for again, a twenty eight dollar burger. I was gonna say twenty 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 six twenty seven dollars later. Uh, but I remember it being 
being pretty okay. It was fine. So it was good enough. It, it did what it needed to do. It worked for me. Then we leave Akireri and we head to uh, what I think we both agree. At this point, I think both of us are just kind of like done with Iceland. Um, I've seen some shale rocks. I have a, I've seen a mountain with no trees on it. Yeah. I've, seen a, I've seen a fjord. Yeah. I mean, we basically like, we kind of, we, we, we get it. Like we got the idea. You know what I mean? Uh, but we still have like three days and one of them is in this, uh, this, uh, peninsula on the Western side. Uh, we stayed in a town called, is it this one? Grun, Grundisfjord? Grunderfjorder. 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 It's right by Kirkjufell, uh, which is their giant mountain that they're really proud of, which also not to like talk shit. No, actually, you know what? I, I'm going to talk. Kirkyfell fucking sucks. It's nothing. It's a boring... It is It is so uninteresting. It's just another rock in the ocean. It's just a big, stupid hill. Like, it. it's not even a mountain. They call it a mountain. Look at the mountain. It's not a fucking mountain. I'm from a place where we have mountains. You guys, that's not a mountain. Fuck, Iceland has better mountains. Yeah. And for some reason, Kirkyfell is like one of the most photographed places in the entire country. And I do not understand why. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> Fuck that place. So, yeah, there you go. Take that. Burn. It's also probably uh, it's probably where the, the idea of food being kind of scarce is definitely the most true. There's not a lot of options uh, in that area. We went to a place and, and had a, like a fish and chips that was okay. Yeah, it was okay. It was all right. Uh, it actually, I took some pictures of it because it looked really nice, but it just it wasn't anything special it was just all right and again it was it was really expensive for like two pieces of fish so uh you're you're missing a little bit there but anyway there's some kind of neat things to see in the peninsula i think if you were making the trip i definitely wouldn't get to that peninsula the way we did because it required that we drive on like a gravel road for i mean at least like four hours i'm not entirely oh yeah that part you know what i'm talking about yeah we were we were definitely going we had a little Hyundai, and it was definitely not meant for off-roading. And even though this was still almost on-road, it was enough to be concerning. We were we were kind of pushing it a little bit at that point. Um, and, and it's not even an F-road. So if you ever go to Iceland, there are, on the map, you'll see there's a bunch of roads that start with the letter F. So it'll be like the F501. Google does not make a distinction that F-roads are different than normal roads. So if you type in directions, Google will be like, yeah, go here take this road you'll get there uh it it does not care whether or not you should be on that road uh and so because of that uh the the f roads get sketchy as shit and we didn't even drive on any of them uh we drove on some pretty sketchy roads that aren't even marked as f roads uh but the f roads have a, a lot of like river crossings where you're just expected to drive your car through the river. Like there's no bridge or anything. You just kind of do your best and, and hope you get what you get. Um, but, uh, you know, if you ever go, steer, steer clear of those. And if you go to this peninsula, uh, visit it from Reykjavik. Because when, when you visit it from Akureyri, it's almost entirely unpaved. Um, but if you come the other direction, it's just like an easy, super simple uh, paved road. We went through an underwater tunnel that was super cool. Yeah, actually, that tunnel is really neat. Uh, I think it's over... This is it right here. From uh, from Borgarn to... I I don't... There's really nothing on the other end. We went through a few tunnels that are, like, really long and, like, very well lit and... Carved right through a mountain. In in places where it doesn't even feel like they should have power. (laughs) There's just, like, a high-tech tunnel just chilling out in the middle of the mountain. 
it it's weird because like there's some parts of the ring road that aren't paved at all and then a lot of it's like perfect and it, it's just strange I, I think it's probably something that's just still under development i don't know that this trip is all that common it feels like most of the people who go to iceland just just do like you know the golden circle and yeah. and that's about it yeah anyway i i don't think either of us were very enchanted with that peninsula i'm i'm not saying that you shouldn't go there it's just that again like we were feeling some fatigue at this point say if it's the last thing you're gonna do on your trip just Take an extra day in Reykjavik or it's, just take an extra day off your, your time away. It was also the worst hotel that we stayed in. It was a pretty... By like a country mile. And I mean, it wasn't it wasn't awful. It wasn't unstable. So I found I convey it pretty well this way. I don't think the Soviets ever occupied Iceland, but if they did, this was the hotel they built. They built that hotel while they were there. We did. Uh, this is also probably a good time to mention one of the ways that you survive staying in a terrible hotel like that is by drinking copious amounts of Brennevin. And Brennevin is kind of the official drink of, of Iceland uh, a little bit. They, they take a, little, uh, a lot of pride in it. Despite the fact that everybody seems to be ashamed of it. Yeah, it's kind of like the Hakarl, which actually we're, we're coming up on Reykjavik here. So it's just about time to talk about that. But uh, it, it does feel like something where, like, they know it's not great, but they just have, it's just what they've always done. Sure. And, and it's just kind of like the, you know, why not? Um, but yeah, most of the bartenders who I met did not think highly of, of Brennevin. <laughs> like, if you ordered one, they'd be like, what the fuck? Like, this guy, look, look, look at this guy, he's drinking Brennevin. <laughs> Are you sure? I've got Captain Morgan's right here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they, they Bring something feel. good. I brought, I brought home a big bottle of it. And I'll probably never see it again. So uh, I mean, I'd say it's not without its charm. It's well, no, I mean, I, 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 what I mean is like I don't think I'll be able to buy another. No, you'll one. never, you'll never like go to the liquor store and find it. Yeah, it seems unlikely. Uh, I heard that. Uh, I heard Bar George has it. Yeah, where the fuck would they get that? I don't know. I don't know where they would get it from. But I, I heard a legend that Bar George has Brennevin. So interesting. I guess if you really want to try it, that might be an option for you. Come to Utah. Come to Bar George. Hope this is a true story. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, it, I mean, it still might be cheaper than going to Iceland to get it. I will say this is also a time where I got really screwed by not going duty free. Yeah, when, that that. So all my life, I've heard people talk about duty free, and in my experience, like you're saving a dollar, mm-hmm. you're saving five dollars on like a liter of whiskey. What happened when you went to the duty free st- store in Iceland? So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, so first of all, when we land in Iceland, I we walked through the duty-free before we left the airport. And I was like, I want to look and see what the selection's like, because then I know whether I want to like take care of my business, um, you know, before we come back or if I want to wait and, and pick stuff up here. And they didn't really have a lot of Brennevin when we were there. They had a couple little flasks, but we didn't walk through all of it. And what I found when our on our return trip is there's actually a lot more duty-free than what we saw. So... I see this selection. I'm like, well, I better pick up a bottle like on the mainland because I don't want to come all the way back here and then find out that all I can buy are these little, you know, 350 milliliter uh, uh, flasks of it. And so I pick up a bottle and I'm not shitting you. It's $74. Uh, it's it's the biggest bottle they make, but it's not huge. Was it a liter? Yeah, I think I, it might even be like 1.5. Okay. Maybe. It, it's hefty. Um and I picked that up for $75. We go return the car. We get to the airport. We go through like the second duty-free that I didn't even know was there. Exact same bottle, $24. Uh, 
24 fucking dollars. The taxes. The finger thing means the taxes. Holy shit, man. Like that's the that is definitely the biggest difference I've ever seen. And again, for a spirit that they seem to mostly like revile. Um so it's a component in a in a important cultural dish. Uh there's a restaurant in Reykjavik. It's actually the first restaurant. So here's how our day goes when we land in Iceland. We get to Iceland. The the flight basically puts you there so that you're there just in the morning, uh, like like nothing happened. Like you you just lose a day basically. We get there about nine thirty in the morning. If you can sleep on the plane, it's perfect. You will you'll get there, and you'll be bright and refreshed, and you're just ready for a day. Neither of us really felt that way because neither of us are are plane sleepers. A little uh, loopy by the end of day one. Yeah, we were definitely uh, and very drunk. We were definitely getting out of out of sorts by the end of the first day. Um, but uh, anyway, the the way that our first like two hours in Iceland go is we get to Reykjavik, we check into our hotel, and then we walk over to Cafe Loki, which is uh, easily the most traditional food we had the entire trip. I kind of thought we so. I kind of thought we'd run into it more, but it actually doesn't seem to be. So maybe I can relay something. When we were planning the trip, I was looking for traditional Icelandic restaurants because I wanted to get. Like, I can find a French-inspired restaurant, but I would go to France for that. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for traditional, like, Icelandic restaurants, and I'm not finding a lot. And I'm like, what the hell? And then we get there, and we eat traditional Icelandic food. And I'm like, aha. You're like, I see why maybe this didn't blow up like it did. <laughs> um, so maybe describe what, what was the plate you had at Cafe Loki before we got to the shark. Okay, so I ordered the best thing I ordered was um it, it's a piece of rye bread and on top of the bread they do uh basically like mashed potatoes and fish. So But they're mashed together. Yeah, no, yeah, it's the it, they're all in one. So they they take a they take a fucking herring. So think of maybe like an egg salad. But instead of eggs, it's fish. Yeah, that's basically. And there are what potatoes it in it as well. It sounds un- it sounds really unpleasant when I describe it. It was really good, but I actually really really liked it. Mm. Um, they eat a lot of pickled herring. It seems like, and I'm not as big of a fan. But, it was it was okay, but I ate it, um, and I think that's all that was on my plate. I think it was pickled herring and then the mash. Mine was the mash, uh, some. Smoked salmon, which was very nice. You had like a, a lamb. Or yeah, a... and some sliced smoked lamb. Yeah, that was pretty good. It's, I like that. It's heavy. I could see why not everybody would dig it, but I thought it was good. Yeah, that was that was pretty all right. But really, now, the reason we went to Cafe Loki was to try one thing in particular. Yeah, um, we we talked multiple times about uh, Hakarl, um, which is kind of a almost like internet meme type of food where... Um, and that's not how I say meme, by the way. Uh, I, I mean, meme E, like meme hyphen E. Right. You go onto the internet and look at all the one. great memes. Well, you know, people who say like may have yes. you ever, like, that's not how you say that, right? Uh, hell if I know. I don't think so. Um, when I grew up, we called it a pound sign. So I don't know. I mean, it's a relatively recent word. Like Richard Dawkins came up with that word. Like he coined that term in his biology studies. Well, he's dead, so we can't ask him. He's not. <laughs> he's, he's alive and well. Good for him. We could literally tweet at him right now and be like, how do you say this? And he could probably tell us. I can probably find video of him saying it, but it's just not that important. <laughs> um, but uh, Hakarl is, uh, it's fermented shark at, at, at its base. Super fermented shark. Now, the way that they ferment it is a little unpleasant. They catch the shark, they rub it with salt, and then they just hang it under a dock for a year for quite a while 
And you must also understand this is a not well-evolved shark. We're not far along the timeline in evolution, so it doesn't have a traditional urinary tract system. It's just swimming around in its own piss all day. Yeah, so I guess I guess the shark actually releases um, it releases its urine through its skin. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of it is processing urine at any given point. Yeah, and so what that means is that when it when it ferments, it gets a very strong ammonia kind of flavor to it. So I like, understand that if you were to eat the fish right out of the ocean, the ammonia content would kill you. Oh, really? I, yes. I hadn't heard so that. So part of it is actually letting, getting some of the ammonia out by hanging it to release all of its poison. Gotcha. So they were literally like, I want to eat this thing, but I just can't figure out how to do it. And they were so just hell-bent on eating this animal that they just tried everything, and this is where they wound up. Um, I mean, it's so hyped up as being terrible. Uh, if you if you look up Hakarl on YouTube, there's tons of videos of like people who open it, and like the second they even open the bag, they're like gagging. Um, there's some really gross vomit videos that you can see of it. Is it Andrew Zimmer? I don't know who that the is. The guy who does all the gro- like he did the the weird food travel show. I don't think I know. Are you thinking of Anthony Bourdain? No, no. This guy, this guy specifically, he's like the fat bald guy. Uh, I don't know who that is. Really? I don't think so. Well, I believe he is on record as saying it is the most. This is a guy who eats like stink tofu and durian. What's his name? Andrew Zimmer. Zimmer. Zimmern. Zimmern. That yeah, guy. That's the fellow. I don't. I have no idea who that is. Really? Yeah. Okay. I thought he was popular. Huh. Well, you can show how. See how well connected we are to this world. Yeah, I guess not. But basically, his thing was he would go around the world and eat the weirdest foods. He said it is the worst thing he's ever eaten. <laughs> uh, there's a video of Gordon Ramsay eating it, and and like he has to have them like bring a bucket over <laughs> so he can spit it out. Uh, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of videos of it, and they don't give you a lot. They don't give you like a big piece of it. They cut it up into little chunks. The way that they serve it is they they cut us they cut the shark up into little bits and bring it out to you. It's about the size, like if you went to a party, this would be the size of a piece of cheese. Yeah, exactly. Like like imagine cheese on toothpicks. That's basically what you're getting. And they bring that out and then they bring you a shot of Brennavin that's like from the freezer. And that's it. Uh, go, to, go to town. And um, you eat the shark, you shoot the Brennavin. I think both of us were so set up for this to be like the worst thing that we ever tried that we, mm. were, we were both kind of underwhelmed by it. Uh, I mean, it wasn't good. No, you're not going to walk away. It, I mean, it smells and tastes like pee. Yeah. So, you know, if you're into that, maybe. <laughs> I mean, but shit, I ate two pieces and. I think, did I eat two? I, maybe. Yeah, I think I ate two too. We didn't like it, but we ate it. Yeah, we, we finished it. Like we finished the, the selection of it. And I mean, again, like it's, I, I was so prepared to like eat it and immediately like throw up in the restaurant i was i was so nervous <laughs> about that that uh when i didn't do that you know it, it it turned out fine like i wasn't so if you should find yourself in iceland give it a shot you're not gonna like it but it's not as bad as everyone says yeah it's it's pretty overhyped hey like iceland yeah exactly <laughs> exactly it, it's actually a perfect uh emblematic food uh for the country i think but uh, so after that, we we eat some more hot dogs. Oh man, we eat some good hot dogs. Oh yeah. Uh, we're gonna. I'll maybe maybe I can be more specific in the video. I've got my instructions for you for like how to get to like the best. There's a famous hot dog place which was very good. There's but there's a better one. hot dog place. There's a better one that you which is even go better. To. So we'll we'll circle back to that and talk yeah. about that. Um, 
I think at that point we have what is probably the best meal of the trip, uh, which is at a I restaurant. So. It, it's at a restaurant that is the Icelandic uh, word for fish market. I can't say it, but if you just Google fish market Reykjavik, you'll you'll get it. You'll get the restaurant. Shit, that place was good. It was amazing. So when we got there, we both took out a pretty substantial amount of cash, thinking that when we were in like the East Fjords and places like that, that we were probably going to need it. And we found ourselves in a situation where we we didn't. We, I, I don't think there was a single place we ended up that wouldn't take cash. Nope. Or card. A card. Yeah. Everywhere could take a card. Hot dog stands took it. Uh-huh. Uh, Ever it yeah we yep. didn't need cash at all. They all also have the the proxy reader. So if your card has like the chip in it, uh, you you don't even need to swipe it or mm-hmm. or stick it in the hole or anything. You just hold it up to the reader, and that's really nice. Like we need to, America sucks. Get on board with this shit, man. Um, but uh, yeah, everywhere we went would take a card for the most part, and uh, we went to. So basically, we found ourselves at this point where like we didn't want to exchange our money back. And so we both kind of mutually decided, well, let's just spend as much of it as we can. Mm-hmm. And so we, we tried to find the most expensive restaurant in Reykjavik. And we definitely did. It was, it was pricey. Um, I don't think... Here's the thing. For a country that's just almost always like very expensive, I never found anything to be like... I didn't find their most expensive thing to really be that unreasonable. You get no, what I mean? No, I would say we probably had a meal that I would pay, pay the same amount for in, say, like a New York City. I think maybe even less. I think our meal, we, we, we walked out of there like 140. 150. Really? Was that it? I think so. Yeah. That was pretty... pretty. I, don't even th- I don't even think we hit the 200s. Um, yeah. All right. So, I mean, it really wasn't that nuts for being as high end as it was. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, again, if you're, if you're going and you're coasting in on fumes and you're planning on renting a camper and, uh, you know, you're not going to this restaurant, um, but it isn't, it, it, it wasn't insane. That said... If you're going and money is a concern, but you'd like to do something nice, maybe skip a $30 plate of fish and chips somewhere else and save that cash for a place like this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, We didn't have a reservation, so we weren't allowed to go wherever we wanted, but they did seat us uh, next to the open kitchen. Mm -hmm. And I think actually there also is where we met some some of the nicer people. Who were not from there. Uh, Yeah, none of them were locals. Uh, and, uh, they talked to us a little bit and, and we're willing to kind of, we asked them like, what do you, what should we get? What should we mm-hmm. try? And they told us, and, uh, you actually got the, uh, salted cod, yes. which boy, that doesn't sound very good. Does it? Uh, they, they, it's, it's very lightly salted. It's not like a preserved. I mean, it is preserved in the sense that it was salted, but they've really undersold it on the menu is what I'm saying though. Like they, they just, they, it may have been one of the best fish dishes I've eaten in my life. It it was really good, yeah. uh, and when we asked about it, the guy said, um, "He's like Gordon Ramsay comes here uh, once a year, and every time he comes here, this is what he gets." And so it's like, I'm not. I can see why. Yeah, like like say what you will about Gordon Ramsay, he's on the money there. Like he's a hundred percent right about that one. I hadn't had any uh, like dedicated lamb dishes while I was there, so I took the opportunity to do that, and it was also great. They had uh, some bread. I don't even know if you remember the bread. I remember the bread. It was good bread. They had a really nice bread basket they brought out. This is where we couldn't get our puffin, so we switched it up for an equally controversial meat. Oh, yeah. That's right. We got the whale there, didn't we? And again, I've had whale a few times. This was probably the best I've ever had it. Yeah. It was really, really nice. It was just like seared, kind of like a tuna almost. Yeah, like a... 
um, which I haven't, I've never had whale prepared that way. The only way I've had whale prepared was deep fried mm. in, in Japan. So I'd never had it like this at all. And it's not, a, uh, it's not like an orca or something like that. It's, it, they, they hunt mink whale That's right, uh, yeah. there. So, um, I don't actually know what a mink whale looks like, but I don't think they're as endangered as some of the others. Um, but if you want to hate me for eating a whale, it's probably not nice that we ate it, but I really enjoyed fair. it. We did see a whale just a few days earlier. We did. It in, may have been that whale. In Akureyri. Yeah, it could have been that whale. Uh, I honestly don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, they're not very cute. Look at this killer whale, though. I want to eat him. Yeah. I there just, may still be time. Is that killer whale fucking that mink whale? Kind of looks like it, yeah. We shouldn't have Googled this. <laughs> Not on the podcast. Not on a food podcast. <laughs> Look, there's multiple pictures of this. This seems to be a regular thing that happens. The killer whales come out and they fuck the mink whales. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll research this later. <laughs> we'll, I'll get to the bottom of this mystery. Look for a follow-up on this one. Yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can learn about that. Um, but yeah, it was it was really, really nice. And if you're in Reykjavik, it's... 100% the place that I would send you to. It's the yeah. best meal we had of the trip. We both, by like a country mile. Like Very much so. Nowhere yeah. else was even close. And yes, it is the most expensive one. That was just an expensive day in general. That was where that guy got us to buy that bottle. The $100 750 milliliter beer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. It was a good beer. It was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you could definitely get by a little more cost effectively than we did. Um, but we, we, like I said, we were just, we were trying to dump cash at that point. Yeah. And so it just, it, it all worked out and, and made sense, but, uh, really, really highly recommended. And I think, so I've told people my strategy, if you were going to Reykjavik, and I think you actually kind of said the same thing. Uh, well, or if you were traveling to Iceland, there's a very famous area right outside of Reykjavik, about 20 minutes called the golden circle. And honestly, I would just skip that yep. completely. Uh, I wouldn't go to any of that because it's the touristy, crowded, ridiculous shit. It's going to annoy you. Um, I would just get straight out of town um, and I would head along the southern border and probably hit the Westman Isles because I feel yeah, like they fun. were they were actually a really neat uh, area. There's a lot that you can do over there, especially if you load your car on the ferry. That was worth doing. Mm. Um, it's a small enough island that you could walk a lot of it, but if you want to see like puffins, you're going to need a car. So we uh, that was worth it. The area around there I liked, actually. The, the waterfall that you can walk behind, I forget the name of it, uh, very close to where you go to the Westman Islands. Uh, and that's also where Skogafoss is, which is easily my favorite waterfall that we saw uh, in the country. Um, one of, at least, one of pretty close. But after that, I would just go up and around. Uh, I'd spend maybe a little more time in the Maivatan area um, and then spend a couple days in Akureyri. And then from there, I would just beeline it straight back to Reykjavik. And I think that if you did that, you could cut two days off the trip. Did we do nine? Is that what we decided? I think we're there eight nights. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically nine days. You could you could do that trip in seven. And I I think it would be better. You could probably do it in five and still... Yeah, you, you'd be pushing it in some spots. And, and it's worth noting, like, there most of the days, we were driving, like, a minimum of four hours. So if you're not comfortable with, like, that road trip aspect, 
and, and for me driving's like some of the the best parts of the trip like uh saw a lot of stuff that way yeah i mean you 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 get to a point in the country where well and you get to a point in in your mind too where like you see a waterfall and you're like who fucking cares because they're everywhere they're everywhere and the the country is just littered with these gigantic mountains and a waterfall will start at the top and then go all the way down to like just the side of the road where you are and the first few times you see it you're like wow amazing majestic uh, beautiful and then again by the time you've reached the halfway point of the country you're like okay like repetitive show me but some, no show Derivative. me show me something new i'm ready for something new make the water go up the fucking side of the mountain how about I, that i can't help but think that none of this podcast is going to come across in an endearing way i think we're <laughs> just going to basically like so yeah, so we spent we spent hundreds of dollars on. We had a very expensive vacation and we hated and it. And we didn't like any of it. We were too good for it. Your girlfriend was right not to come. She made the right choice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that she would have dug it all that much. Well, that, that's good then. Uh, even even better to know your limits. I, like, I, like I said, I saw a lot of couples who were probably going to break up at the end of that trip. Yeah, we did, we didn't really talk about that, but man, there were so many people there who just clearly were not happy like to be there uh and i found it really funny um most of the time we we saw some families who were definitely like this is like the last vacation (laughs) they're 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 done with dad clearly wanted to go and everybody else would not have it And, and the thing is is like it's a pretty exhausting trip like i slept like a baby every night yeah uh, because it, it is, um, you know, you're, you're doing a lot of hiking. Even just the driving stuff is, is pretty mm-hmm. tiring. Um, I know that sounds stupid f- to say, like, oh, I drove for six hours and I'm tired. But I, I was. Like, that, that happened more than once. Um, I mean, we never... We generally left at a pretty leisurely pace in the mornings, but it was often like you know nine or ten when we got into the next hotel. So yeah, that's true. There there are some pretty uh, pretty, pretty good, full days, pretty good distances uh, that, that that we covered. And you know, like I said, like it it's not ridiculous, but if you if you keep a quick pace and you want to stay on schedule, like you're gonna you're gonna get worn out uh, while you do it. So again, a lot of cranky folks uh, there, and then the people who live there seem to be kind of cranky. <laughs> Uh, and so it's really just kind of a kind of a cranky country. Not a lot of friendly faces in the storm. No, not not really. Um, we did not make any friends while we were there, and I really wanted to. I wanted to make a friend, an Iceland friend, or um, just even have a positive experience with someone. Sure, just I I really wanted to you know talk to him more. And I think I, I only learned the name of one guy, the bartender at the hotel our first night. And even then, I couldn't pronounce the name. So, um, did the Bell Jandy guy introduce himself to us? I don't think so. Maybe uh, he was pretty nice. He was friendly. No, there were there were a few friendly people. And for him, for example, well, and again, he wasn't from Iceland. He wasn't a native. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so never mind. I don't know. Oh, it's weird how many transplants there are there. Like people seem. That's what I don't get is people seem to move there to work in tourism there. And don't want to do that. And I don't understand how you get into that situation, how you go out of your way to move to that country and then be like, oh, I hate this. Like, <laughs> if it, it feels like a lot of work to relocate there. It, it can't be that easy. I wouldn't think so. I mean, I've looked at I've looked at moving to countries that are much easier to, to, to migrate to and thought, oh, this is way too much work. And, and fill out a form get out of here yeah exactly I'm, <laughs> driver's license i don't think so 
You guys don't need that. That's just the government tracking you, man. <laughs> I'm not getting tracked. No, sir. I don't know. Is there anything else uh, specifically that you want to mention? Viking beer is pretty good. Viking beer is really good, actually. It's kind of their generic, like, every every country has, like, their, their like, Bud Light sort of. Um, the, that's just, like, their de facto thing that you see everywhere. Or even excluding countries. Like, if you go to Boston, every tap has Sam Adams. It's just what they drink. It's all they drink. Sam Adams is a better comparison because def- Viking is definitely better than Budweiser. I know. I'm just I'm just talking from a ubiquity standpoint. Mm. Like it's it's everywhere. Um and uh, and Viking is particularly nice. I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I really liked all the Vikings that we Viking had. and uh, who was the other the fairly common one? Not like the Borg, but um, no, the Borgs are bad. The ones that you liked, they had the amber. Well, Viking made the amber. Uh, it was the Viking Roker. What's the other one? The Roker was the Amber. Oh. There is another there's another big beer manufacturer. Another big good one. And then like two or three bad ones. Uh then as we discussed, a decent number of microbrews. Yeah, no, a surprisingly uh large number of uh of microbrews. For a country where it doesn't seem like anyone has any passion about beer whatsoever. <laughs> uh you know, actually, oh, it's this it's this place. What are these guys? Do you remember? Um, um oh, I recognize that label. Oh, it is Borg. Oh, are you thinking of Einstock? That's the one, yes. Einstock's really nice. Um, But no, actually, these Borgs, the limited line ones, those are really nice. It was just the two Borg that was disgusting. Remember these? We got these in uh, on the peninsula the day we were unhappy. Yes, yes. Yeah. These were actually pretty good, I think. They're, they're like really experimental, too. They have these like, they're all numbered and uh they're they're all like limited runs and uh, again i i really think for a country that didn't seem to want to talk to me at all about their beer they're quite adventurous with what they're doing like they're throwing all kinds of crazy shit what do we have at that one place like a coffee and apricot stout yeah i mean we had a lot of really like out there stuff the problem was we just had to figure it out like we had to track it down ourselves there was like that cherry vanilla one oh yeah that uh that wasn't the best. Cherry vanilla sour, but it was really more like just candy juice. Again, though, like I admire the moxie. I, I like that they like went for it and swung for the fences, even if it's something where it didn't really work out in the in the grand scheme of things. Uh, so uh, out of 10, Michael, Iceland. Six. Yeah, I think six is fair. Maybe even a seven. I, six or seven. Yeah. Six or seven. I had a good time. Uh, it's not the best trip I ever took. Uh, yeah. It's not a trip I'd do again. So, if you met someone now who said, my dream has always been to go to Iceland, would you discourage them? No, 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 no. Um, but I might try to temper their expectations a little <laughs> bit. But here's the thing, and I really, really think this. If, if it's your dream and it's something that like, you've always wanted to do and you saw the pictures, I don't think there's any way that you're going to spend the money, take the time, make it there, and then admit to yourself that you didn't like it. <laughs> I think that it's just not going to happen. You're going to convince yourself that you had the best time of your life and that it was life-changing and you're going to talk to everybody about how spiritual it was, even even if you hated it. I think you could get there and get robbed like the first day <laughs> uh, and literally just like live as a vagrant in, in Reykjavik. And as long... The thing is, is if you've told everybody that this is your dream, you can't come back and be like, oh, it wasn't that great. <laughs> like, that sucks. That sucks. Uh, it, it's, no, the robber was really nice. It's no fun to uh, to do that. Uh, and, and again, like you, you seem like a fool when you when you <laughs> when you talk about it like that. I feel like a fool 
with the discussions that I've had uh, with it where I'm like, yeah, it was okay. And they're like, oh, that's a lot of money to spend to just have an okay time. And I was like, well, how the fuck would I know? Like, <laughs> I don't, I, you can't know until you do it. And again, I, I want to just circle back. I'm glad I did it. Uh, I, I'm glad I did it. It's a once in a lifetime experience. Um, it's just that I wouldn't do it again. Just once. I, yeah, it, it was it was once. That's a, the emphasis there is it's once in a lifetime. I didn't need to do it again. And I do believe that there's absolutely a person who would go there and like it really would speak to them and they'd be like, oh my God, this is what I've always needed. And if you're from like LA and you've never left LA, Shanghai, that place probably blows your fucking mind. But like you grew up right next to Yellowstone. Yep. I grew up, you know, right next to Arches and like all these other places. I, I know how majestic like nature is. I didn't, I don't need to go that far to see it. But again, like if you, if you're from Brooklyn, that place is going to trip you the fuck out. But like Utah will too. Come here and you can save a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'll I'll blow your mind like I promise you I'll show you some crazy shit that you've never seen before. Um, the actually I think the the best example of this and this is the last shit I'll talk on it. Um, they have uh, in the Golden Circle. And this is one of the reasons why you should skip the Golden Circle, especially if you're from Utah. Uh, they have a particular attraction called uh, Geyser or Geyser, uh, and Geyser is a geyser that goes off every ten minutes. And um, it's kind of pathetic. Uh, it's a little, it's a little, maybe like 15, 20 feet high. It's a little wet slap. It's a little pussy ass geyser that just doesn't really do much. Um, and uh, we have in in America, land of the free, we have old old faithful. I've seen that thing like it it, it it's a it can shoot up as high as the building that it's next to knocks airplanes out of the sky yeah i mean it's like I a think. it's like a speeding bullet to space uh and it's way more impressive uh, than 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 geyser in fact uh the the geyser uh next to it there's a a little sign that mentions little geyser and all he does is just bubble up. He doesn't actually like go off, but he's just like a tiny little. He looks like an electric like yard decoration. And I spent more time looking at Little Geyser, mostly just because it wasn't crowded as shit, and yeah, I could spunk. like I could get yeah, he was, it was it was cute, you know. I liked Little Geyser, and I felt bad because nobody was paying attention to him because you know he wasn't doing anything super special. If someone believed in him, he would grow up to be the biggest geyser. But, you know, again, like, that's the thing. is like, geysers aren't that unique to that part of the world. Like, we got geysers everywhere. And, uh, I mean, not everywhere, but, again, like... Somewhere. You can find a geyser without going out of your way to, to, to visit there. So, if you're from here, uh, again, you've seen a lot of this stuff already, and I think that you can actually skip a pretty sizable portion of it and give yourself a much more brisk, much more, uh, much more quiet and enjoyable trip where you're not just surrounded by tourists and fighting families, you know, battling and bickering with each other. Uh, I really had a nice, relaxing time when we got away from that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. and I appreciated our our time in Akureyri uh, quite a bit. Um, and and the the Arctic Henge. He won't shut up about the Arctic Henge, folks. It's, it's pretty neat. Uh, Michael refused to go to it, um, and so I had to go by myself. And I will say, it's a it's not a very sketchy drive, 
but you go a long ways without seeing anybody. And I really started to get some anxiety uh, on my way there. Like I, I felt a really palpable relief when I got back to Akureyri because I was like, oh, thank God I didn't like get a flat and get stuck there because I had no plan. Uh, you don't have cell signal for a pretty sizable portion of it. Um, it's, it's really out of the way. That'd so. just be the end of you. Yeah, and all that to see a bunch of rocks that some guy stacked up. <laughs> yeah, whatever. All right. Well, I think that uh, I think we covered it pretty well there. So, um, yeah, uh, Iceland. So, hey, the people at home, if they're really offended by all the shit we just talked on it, what should they do? Where should they go? Uh, Well, I guess you'd go there to, like, prove me wrong, right? Is that what you mean? I mean, if they want to give us feedback. Oh, oh, like to tell us stuff. I don't really have a channel, an avenue for that. I guess just, you know. Okay. Well, I guess then keep it to yourselves. Yeah, I, 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 there's not really an email uh, or anything for it no. yet. We should probably work on that. Work no. on a way for you to interact with us. Yes. Uh, so I don't know. That's something to think about a little bit. I thought you were getting it like, where should they go? And I was going to be like, tell them to go to hell or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> there you go. Or again, I thought maybe the other thing you were asking is like, where should they go on vacation? And I was like, well, I don't know. Like, uh, it's not Iceland, apparently. It, yeah, just just not there. Uh, going anywhere else, somewhere where they're going to be happy to see you. You know, try that out. It's That'd be a, nice. It's a really nice feeling. Uh, so yeah, take a stab at that. All right. Well, hey, if you're not already, uh, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play or wherever podcasts are distributed. We should be there. And if there's a place that you listen to podcasts and we're not there, tell me. I know that you can't tell me because I didn't give you any kind of contact. <laughs> this is going very poorly, but you know, you'll figure it out. You can find a way to do it. Uh, I'm hoping that we can get back to a slightly more regular schedule. We were kind of aiming for like every two weeks or something like that. And like I said, there was just like a decompression period, but uh, I'm going to start trying to kind of bring things back around and, and build some momentum here again. So uh, if you enjoy hearing this stuff, I, I hope you'll come back and, and listen to more of it because hopefully there will be more of it. So yeah uh did we have a closing for this yeah you said you were gonna press the button oh yeah because i never figured out what else to say well i am i'm going to push the stop button and i'm gonna push it right 